Welcome to the eighth episode of the Feel Your Impact podcast, a podcast designed to go behind the scenes of the responsible apparel movement. I'm Ryan Moore, joined by my co-host Mel Lay. Today we're excited to have Roger Burnett, who just published a book called The Red Goldfish Promo Edition. Ironically, I met Roger going onto one of his podcasts two years ago, and we've spoken together and worked together on several impactful projects since. To give you a little background on this week's episode, I thought I'd read the Amazon review I just left after reading this book. It's five stars, by the way. Okay, first, say this in your head. Sales rep and promotional products. What do you think of? Used cars, cheesy pens, bouncy balls, and crappy shirts? In this book, Red Goldfish Promo Edition, Roger flips that concept on its head, providing real-life examples and strategies on how sourcing and selling in the $26 billion a year promotional products industry can change. And not only can it change, it can make the world and the people who care to be a red goldfish better for it. Roger, thanks so much for coming on. Great job on the book and we're excited to have you. Oh man, thanks. That's cool. You know, you think that eventually you get tired of hearing people say they like it, but it's cool when you hear people say they like it, not gonna lie. So thanks for that. So yeah, Roger, welcome. Give us a little background on the promotional products industry for you. How'd you get into it? Um, and then what, what made you focus on impact? Oh gosh, what a long, long story that could be. I mean, we're talking 15, 15, 16 years now that I've been at this. I've had a few forays off for a while, but as I'm sure you've been told by other people, this industry has a way of sucking you back even when you wander off. I started actually working for what was at the time the 13th largest promotional products distributor in the country. So I grew up in like big multi-million dollar sales organizations with structure and presidents and suits and you know all of those things that come along with that, especially when you think about when I was doing that, which was the 90s and the early 2000s, the better I got at selling in this space, the less I wanted to sell to customers of that size. Because what I recognized about promotional products is it's a lot like learning music. There's so many things about it and so many different ways that it can be applied that once you've struck on your own creativity, it's really up to you to use all of the, these things that we can sell to help craft a story for a customer that would help them on whatever journey it is and problem they're trying to solve. So I got trained to be a really tactical, high value salesperson. And now I've brought that down more to like Main Street and more you know, small and medium sized businesses who can benefit from learning the way it gets done in the big leagues. You talk about in the book on how it was kind of a negative connotation to be a salesperson. Right. And then not only that is that you're kind of figuring out how to be a salesperson and then the internet comes along. Right. Bam. You have to learn it all over again. That's totally, yeah. That, so yeah. So I, I did a good job of conveying that because that's literally what it felt like. Like I had built this model of success, which was, let me tell you all the questions you should be asking other salespeople so that you make a very good decision. Well, there's this thing called the internet that makes that not as necessary anymore. So I had to evolve, but it really was fueled by this thing of like not really wanting to be perceived as a salesperson because that was a source of internal conflict for me. I wanted to be seen more like as a teacher. So today that version of this person that I am is the guy who sees that 
businesses that are built specifically to make the world a better place are really amazing businesses. And it was the research that I did in preparation of trying to tell the world about the ways that the promotional marketing industry are actually really amazing at making the world a better place. Here are all the stories. And I was so inspired by that that I said, oh my God, I have to open my own business based on this principle. So in 2019, we opened Social Good Promotions, largely based on the year's worth of research that I had done, which ultimately all now ends up in the book. Yeah, I think it's just amazing, but the promotional products industry, I've been a part of that as a screen printer and supplying the industry and supplying those that supply the industry for, you know, 16 years. And it is a very price driven industry. You know, the cheap product sells, it's the cheap pen, it's the cheap t-shirt, you know, it's like almost throwaway or is throwaway in many cases. And you talk about that in the book a little bit. So how did you kind of transition to selling value products that make an impact and is that hard or how do you, how have you been successful doing it? It's gotten easier. Let's put it that way. It was far more difficult when the research had not been done to decide if I or any marketer could take a business model out to the marketplace that allowed us to represent, defensively represent a supply chain that has social good activations built within it. So if the market didn't have enough factories to supply me that way, I would not be able to do what we do. But by doing the research, it was uncovering the list that I think did two things. It made me more comfortable to ask factory partners what it was they did because many of them hadn't thought of it that way before. And there's an example of a company that's not in the book that actually could be in the book who their president told me recently that it was because of a conversation I had with them where I asked them what they were doing in the community that now they've rearranged all of their company messaging to better reflect what they actually do. And there's the value, right? Is by making us be more aware of the fact that you can buy and sell goods this way gives me the confidence to take it to market. Is it easy? Yes and no. Do you ever get frustrated or kind of angry? I remember like when in the early days of Allmade selling a more expensive t-shirt, I would actually get like mad. They're like, well, that shirt costs $5 and you know, this one I can get for $2. I'm like, well, duh. <laughs> you know? Do you ever get frustrated and like, like, can't you just see like what you're doing? Okay, so, but here, here's, let me give you a great example of how if you stay true, like if I'm saying I'm driven by purpose, like I've got to defend what I want to sell in a way that's different than a traditional commodity-driven, price-driven transaction. Because for instance, I had a customer, owner of the business was a veteran. They wanted to do drinkware. I exposed them to the Patriot line of drinkware from Hirsch Gift. They fell in love with the idea. They wanted to buy 144 of them. And we came to that moment of negotiation where they asked me if they could have 144 at a 25%, 25 uh, cents off per unit discount. Oh. And my answer to them was an unequivocal no. Because 
you don't get the story and the discount. You don't get the benefit of the positive correlation between your brand and the story that you've connected now with that product at a discount. You, you can get another tumbler. I'll sell you another tumbler, a quarter or less, fine, but you don't get both the story and the discount. So, um, but you got to stay true to that, Ryan. And that's, that's where, you know, when it's in our mission statement for the organization that this is what we're here to do. It makes it easier for me to just tell people who want to negotiate like that, that that's not what we're here to do. And we just try to find the people who see what we're doing as something they would want to support and try to find as many of those people as possible. But it makes it harder because I cannot prospect like a traditional salesperson. I have to go find businesses that would align with what we're doing. And that takes a little bit more work. Yeah, we talk about that a lot, that, that all made values and this higher price t-shirt, it, it, it's almost, you know, the story is so valuable. And when it aligns perfectly with the other company or brand or whomever you're collaborating with, it's kind of this perfect cohesiveness and they just get it because, you know, you're aligning values and they already want that for their brand. So, um, man, that's so awesome. I need your list of all sustainable, awesome products so that I can tell everybody about it. Cause we get asked that all the time. Hey, what else can I, can I get, you know, with a sustainable t-shirt? Cause everyone wants awesome products now or, or the people we work with do. So, um, so we would definitely point people who are interested in that sort of thing to the promo cares page. Um, yeah. That's, awesome. we, you know, that, that's really where these stories are being told kind of in real time, which is kind of neat. Right. So, as more and more and more factories are recognizing what's going on, well, what's gone from what used to be us having to kind of scour the marketplace to find stories to tell, we kind of have a line of people waiting for us to tell their stories now. And to me, that's the single biggest way we know that this is starting to turn a corner is just by the sheer volume of what you see going on. And I mean, nothing for nothing, I, you know, um, this is not me bandwagging, jumping. I just, I think the pandemic has changed people's thoughts on how they want to spend mm -hmm. their money. And we're kind of banking on that, that, you know, if I am going to go to the, like spending a dollar is kind of risky right now. So if I'm going to do that, I want to know that like, okay, I want to feel good about what I did with this dollar. And if we can do the rest of the job for them to then arm them with, and oh, by the way, make sure you tell people that you give that branded t-shirt to what the story is behind what happened to make that t-shirt on top of, oh, by the way, it's going to be your new favorite t-shirt anyway, because it's so soft and it washes like crazy. So like, that's how you, that's how you sell your product. That's how it's that simple. Right. And it's just, yeah. do you believe that or not? And if you don't, that's cool. Move along. We'll find somebody who does. <laughs> and I, I think. Yeah, I think the other important thing to remember is that consumers are holding, uh, they're holding you accountable now. So, you know, they want this, you know, eco product that's sustainable. And if you don't have that and they ask for it, they're going to hold you accountable for, um, you know, for what you're, what you're selling. They really are. And I think that that's a beautiful change that I've seen happen in the last few years. Um, and I think it's this younger crew that's just demanding sustainable products. Well, in the book, I talk about how I have three 
children in their 20s, 29, 26, 23. We have two daughters-in-law. So I have the good fortune to be surrounded by that age group on a very regular basis. And they're doing an amazingly good job of instructing me on how not to sound like an old 50-year-old guy because they look at it from a different perspective than we do. And it's up to us to learn from them as a generation of buyers because guess what? They're the ones who are all going to start doing the buying if they haven't already started, right? So mm -hmm. more so than ever, they're going to want to know what it is that's going on. And, and this is what I say in the book is like, you don't have to do this. But if there's competitors in your marketplace that are, you're going to have trouble with a lot of your competition because they're going to be able to exploit a weakness that you have. And the other piece of it is like, you don't have to align on a give back or making, you know, if you are the organization that wants to support first responders, say that's who you are and just keep saying it and do it. And then people will want to give you their business who also believe in supporting first responders, right? So we're going to talk about this period, I think, looking back on it in the future and say, so many things that were sort of on the precipice of changing, but were being covered up by 10 years of a really prosperous economy, all of a sudden all happened all at the same time. Yeah, it's pretty, it's, it's incredible. Well, it's a good time to have this book come out. And so let's like switch to the little bit of background behind that. How did you, what is the Red Goldfish series or what is the Goldfish series? And then how did you get the opportunity to co-author this book? Yeah, it's, it's totally it's everything that's good about what has come out of what we've all done. So Danny Rosen and I are co-founders of Promo Cares. And Danny and I met one another by virtue of our participation in helping to found what is Promo Kitchen. So two of you know really very noble causes within our own industry really centered on trying to improve ourselves in much the way same way Ryan, that you've done with Ryan at, right? Like we all get better together if we learn as a group. Danny's very well recognized in the Raleigh, North Carolina business environment because of the philanthropic work he does with Band Together, which is also in the book. He gives away a million dollars in one night every year to a new nonprofit. It's crazy. So Danny and Stan were on the AMA Raleigh board together and together produced one of the single largest fundraising events for AMA's history. So Danny turns Stan on to what we're doing for Promo Cares. Stan already has this extensive library of books that he's written under the Goldfish franchise. And the notion behind the Goldfish idea is that small changes in an organization of any size can actually make a very big impact if they're done strategically. And regardless of if you're in customer service or if you're in production or if you're in billing or you work on the dock or you're a salesperson for an organization, businesses have the opportunity to have little changes that if people believe in making those little changes, the organization can move itself forward. You, you guys understand that as well as anyone. So, Red is based on purpose and saying this is an uh, um, he did a case study on how businesses who are aligned on purpose outperform the marketplace in a number of categories. And he started chronicling all the different kinds of brands that fall into what would be a purpose based brand. So 
we're doing our thing over with promo cares, which is basically espousing the same philosophy and doing the research to find all of the businesses in our space that are doing this kind of work. I'm talking to Stan one day and he says, you know, that sounds a lot like Red Goldfish. And I was like, wow, you think so? Yeah, like, of course it does. It's my favorite book of yours, <laughs> you know? <laughs> and how would you like if we tried to do a promotional marketing version of this because we have a lot of examples? And he presented a challenge to me that was a Herculean feat that really, I think is really smart for him because I think a lot of people probably approach him to do books but he makes you do like a whole bunch of work before you even get a chance to see if you're gonna make it. I had to do 200 examples that I could find within our industry of give back work. And it couldn't all be one company doing something every month. It had to be 200 unique examples. So we ended up with almost 300 in the end, but it took a very long time for all of that to happen. But once we got it there, it was pretty obvious there was a book, which was funny because I always knew there was because of the research that I had been doing for Promo Cares. He just has a threshold point that was much higher than what we'd achieved up until that point. So now in the book, we kind of break down the different categories within the promotional marketing industry of ways that businesses could get started by adopting some of the other strategies that we've documented in the book. When was that? Was that during the pandemic or was this before leading up to it? We were... 80% over the goal line. And Stan called me in early April and said, you have to rewrite the book. Because it is very relevant to the corona pandemic, everything throughout it. So you had to basically start from scratch again or kind of just do a little bit of rework? We had to pull things apart and put a whole new chapter in one place and cut a bunch of other things out because now it didn't fit the narrative in the same way. And when you think you've done, when you're done with something like this, it's like writing an album or something like you just, you got to get it out of you. And then for someone to go, yeah, got to do it again, man, that was a kick in the teeth. So, but ultimately it made the book better. And I think, you know, what Ryan, you see in there is brands that are aligned on purpose can kind of all be categorized as helper brands. Like, they want to help the world in some way. So of course, when there's a time of crisis, all of these kinds of companies are going to rope pivot to however best to help in that moment, which just like, you know, all masks, that's, that's a classic example of what we're talking about, where you guys started making masks because you had the ability and you had the passion for wanting people to be safe that you know, obviously, of course, you made that decision to do that because that's on brand for you. So we were just reminded of everything we'd already learned. And then there were some other brands that really sort of this COVID woke up their passion in a way that they hadn't really realized before. And so it made the book co more cohesive in the end, for sure. But man, what a struggle. Well, with that said, so as you were researching and writing this, uh, what would be like one of the greatest takeaways that you would hope others would take away as they read it? To me, there's really, it's twofold. So if we don't want to be brand fill, which we desperately don't want to be brand fill, we do not want your logo on something that goes straight to the garbage. Explain brand fill for me. That, that's literally, we're saying it's poorly executed, not well thought out, with no real 
reason for why you've just slapped your logo on something because you feel like you need to check a box that provides no value to anyone, isn't particularly useful, and probably will end up either broken or thrown away within yeah, hours like of its fidget spinners. Oh, uh, I mean, we can make we can make it right. Like, how long of that list would that be? Right? I mean, yeah. Show us your bad promo is not like that. Should be a good. That'd be an excellent hashtag. Show us your bad promo. Right? <laughs> that would be really good. <laughs> because it's brand fill. It's literally what when people call us trinkets and trash, it makes me angry. And it's not our like on one side of the coin. It's totally our fault. We take those orders. Stop taking those orders, people. That's wrong. But on the other hand, we got to get ourselves further up the value chain when the people are trying to make decisions about what they're doing with their brand. And if you've got someone who's good at this on your side, you have a secret weapon on your marketing team that you, most companies don't bother to even think about adding to the mix, right? I sell things that most people don't even know exist. And when I tell them of their existence, their first reply to me is, wow, I didn't know that. And it's because everyone's been trained to think that this is just a frictionless transaction with no real thought that's necessary to go behind it. And it doesn't do anything to reinforce the narrative of the brand and the story they're trying to tell to their customers, right? And if we're good marketers, what we're supposed to be doing is awakening an emotion in the recipient. So if I can teach you a story that goes along with the product that when you give it to that person, you get the emotional response you're looking for, don't you win more than if you don't do that? So, I, so what I want is one, buyers of what we sell, you, you guys need like do some digging now, especially because if you are gonna be more tight with your dollar, and you wanna make sure that you're making good investments with what you're doing, you should be doing this level of investigation on all of your marketing spend, period. Because what I would tell you is, promotional marketing items when done well and executed properly are still one of the best investments that you can make, that's why I'm still here. And because now there's a way to tie the story to the narrative of the brand in a time when people are really struggling with what to say about who they are, what better time to start making better investments in that kind of stuff than today? And I literally feel like I'm on the pulpit preaching right now, but to me, it's because I believe in it so much because of what my research has shown, is that when this is done correctly, people will pay more money for what you sell, people will not leave your company to go work somewhere else, and you will be able to tell who your customers should and should not be far more quickly. And if those aren't the three things that all of us want as business people, I don't know what else it is that you're supposed to want. So, but then on the other hand, there's this whole notion of alignment, which is you can't fake any of this. So whatever it is that it is what you and your people are really all about, then do that. But start showing your work so that other people can see who it is that you are as a brand so they can decide whether or not they want to give you money or not. You, we start talk about this in the goldfish series, like, you know, small change that starts with just a little bit in one person, you know, promotional, pro how big was promotional products last year, as far as billions of dollars, 26, 26 billion. So we're, we're $26 billion industry. Yeah. And what percentage of that do you think is thrown away? Oh, I don't like that. Oh, 
that hurts my heart just just even trying to think about that right and so like that's why we're even in the book we're talking about like look at refresh glass where it's closed loop starts as glass it ends as glass it doesn't end up crushed in the dirt at the recycling center anymore so you know let's try to do more of that let's let's try to have that be the the way that we can tell the story in a unique way too for sure and think of the marketing spend behind that and the value dollars of how many more connections could be made you right. know when you're saying tying a store to a product when you just get a product it doesn't mean anything you know and but when there's something that's tied to that it's just an, it's it's so it, it becomes a part of the narrative of that event or of the place that you work or whatever it is and builds that stronger connection that is literally invaluable when it comes to loyalty. All right. You want to know the quality of that product being better as well. I mean, it's the combination of the story and the quality. Oh, okay. So, so check this. So refresh glass, Ray Del Muro, Arizona, the guy is a brilliant engineer walks away from crazy six figure salary as an engineer travels the world for a year and decides he's going to make this company where he saves wine bottles and repurposes them into reusable products so that he's going to save 10 million wine bottles is his goal, right? So wow. he's been in Forbes magazine. He's been uh, in Inc. He's, you know, he's, he's a media darling. The whole in world loves him. And he's trying desperately to have people pay attention to his promotional products, which are great gifts. Because as Ray says it, they're the gifts for people who don't need anything. They're the things that the family sets out when guests come over because there's the story about the refresh glass and how it used to be a wine bottle. And look at the bottom of this wine bottle is so substantial and pretty. And now it's etched with our family name. What a great story. So he, Waste Management, the second largest non-championship PGA event is in Phoenix. It's the Waste Management Open. Ray and Waste Management work on this project where all of the hospitality tents and everything that was on the premise during the course of the event, they gathered up all the glass, took it all back to Ray's facility. They completely refashioned it all, um, marked it all with Waste Management um, logos. And then three weeks later, Waste Management had their sustainability conference and they handed them out to all of the participants of the event as a thank you gift for participating in their sustainability conference. Oh, that is beautiful. Oh my God. Right. How cool is that? And that's what we're saying with promotional products. If you do it the right way, right? We just said these are beautiful, high quality. They're used in Wolfgang Puck's restaurants. Like everywhere you go, there's these things and you can have them through our channel and be able to tell that same story, but people need to know about it. And it's just a matter of things like my book being out there to be able to maybe get it so that some more of these stories start to see the light of day. Just like the All Made story. What better story is there? I don't know. Why were you drawn to the All Made story when you heard about it? Okay, so in the book, I talk about the trust index, right? And what we're saying is trust has never been more important than today because of what's going on. Right. So the more trustworthy you can be and the more people can invest their trust in you, the better off chances are you're going to be as we go through this period of uncertainty. So 
all you got to do is it's your, your guys' story is like a lifetime movie. I mean, <laughs> which you always cry in, you know, yeah, you know and, then, and then you've all done such an amazingly good job of documenting the experience and inviting people to come be a part of it too. Like, it's not just a t-shirt, it's a brand, it's a lifestyle decision, it's a thought process. It's once you believe in that, you're, I'm hooked, I'm red goldfish guy, of course. The whole story, it's the gallons of water saved, it's the, you know, uh, the living wage being paid and how orphans, the cycle of orphan was being broken because people realized that they had to give people jobs or else they're just gonna have to keep building orphanages. You know, I mean, it's, it's a, it's a win and it's a win. And oh, by the way, it's a great t-shirt. So, you know, I don't know what else you would need to do in my book. And that's why, you know, like I said, we, we highlight the all made story. And then for you to have gone then and just heaped another helping of goodness on top of it with your Sandmar relationship. I mean, I, it's, it's, you know, it's like you hit a walk-off grand slam home run. To win the game <laughs> yeah thank you for including us um because we yeah we we're very grateful and we're proud as well and i think it's amazing that you can share these stories i mean the story about refresh glass i mean that's inspiring to me and you know we're working on kind of different venture but similar path and um just you know kind of gets your wheels spinning of all these amazing things you can do to show people um you know that there's these awesome sustainable pro products so thank you for Man, getting the word out. It's awesome. Yeah. The book's out now on Amazon. There's, I'll, I'll tease, there's, you can buy it on Amazon for $15.95 or I needed to stay on brand. So you can buy a signed copy of the book for $30 and $15 of that sale goes to Gleaners Community Food Bank here in uh, my county who lost their major fundraiser of the year they lost it. So they're struggling to try to figure out how to replace that money. So again, this is, you know, our business is meant to be built to make the world a better place. So we're going to have a sign, a way to get a signed copy of the book at the same time for my signature, you're essentially giving $15 to charity. So uh, we'll make sure that there's links on how to do both of those. Wednesday, the 23rd at 11 Eastern, Stan, my co-author and I are doing a live stream event where we're going to do an hour long presentation about the book and highlighting some of the stories behind uh, what the research showed us and then offering attendees a way to start to actually begin an exercise that they could develop to maybe turn that into some inspiration for themselves. So there'll be a link for that. There's only a hundred seats. So that one would be, if you're thinking that's something that would be interesting to you, that would be one to hop on right away. Go to our site to book a one-on-one -on -one consult that comes directly to me. So that would give you the opportunity to kind of tell me what it is that you want to talk about. We're constantly interviewing nonprofits as well. We have this Goodness Warrior program that we built basically to offer a marketing and merchandising site for nonprofits that are interested in participating. So we run that. So if you're a nonprofit that's interested in a new fundraising opportunity, I'd welcome, you know, book a consult for that as well. And then there's the Promo Cares Radio podcast. So if you actually are somebody who's already doing this and you want to tell your story about what it is that you're doing to make the world a better place, and we can get you hooked up with Carrie Cowden 
get you on the show so that you can get added and then you get to take that as a piece of content for your own business and we show you how to use that too. Thank you for all you're doing uh, in in this sector. I um, I mean, it's just amazing. I've been, you know, I had a, a company prior to working with Allmade and uh, learned a lot about terrible products you can sell and, you know, been to a lot of trade shows, at hustle and, and man, all the junk that is just oh. handed out. All, I mean, it's, it's like gives me, it literally gives me chills as well because it's just so terrible. And so uh, thank you so much for just giving this platform where people can find and you can help people find better products. I think it's, I mean, you're truly helping change this industry. So really appreciate it.